Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, sunshines. You are listening to the Evolvepreneur After Hours podcast, and I am your host, Christine Campbell Rappin. I am on a complete and utter mission to help entrepreneurs make a difference, navigate the messy world of startup, relaunch, reinvention, and plot twists. Today, we're going to be digging deep into an entrepreneurial story so that he can share with you his best concepts, the lessons he learned, so that you can help you fast track your business. Today, our guest is Jordan Wilshire, and I'm super excited because he is a peer of mine. He is a high-performance coach who works with millennials who are feeling stressed and overwhelmed, trying to gain the promotional fast track and pay raises. He's been incredibly fortunate to have been a coach, gained experience over the past 12 years in the world of sport, teaching, personal training, and IT. Jordan, welcome to our program. Thank you, Christine. It's it's a pleasure to be here. And yeah, I'm looking forward to really getting stuck into it. I am excited to have you here. So this is always the first question I love to ask is, you know, did you imagine you were going to be an entrepreneur? Or what was the moment where you thought, hey, I have this crazy idea. I might go start doing something for myself. Take us back to the beginning of how this started to unfold in your world. Yeah, like it always for me, like I've always kind of imagined myself having control of like my own career um but necessarily at the start i didn't necessarily understand how i could do that and i think that's quite common for a lot of people um especially when say they're first starting they have all of these kind of aspirations for want to change the world essentially is the kind of the main message i get from my clients which is great is absolute great passion that they come to me with um and speaking of myself, I had that same passion. Um, and in terms of the problem that we have is naturally you take all that enthusiasm and you realize the real transfer from that dreamlike state to the real world is actually a lot harder to go from A to B. And it definitely is tough. And definitely in my journey, I've always started with trying to go to an entrepreneur however it's not my first attempt um, and definitely I'm so thankful for the entire journey that I've had because each progression slash failure that I've had has allowed me to actually build towards what I'm doing today and that's what I would recommend to anybody in terms of a don't give up on that itch. You may just need to change the angle of how you're approaching it. 100%. I always think that, you know, failure is often the first attempt in learning. And we don't always get the first jump into where we land. And it's important that you do give yourself permission to go, I am committed to the end, but the path may shift. And that may shift because your skills are shifting, you're testing, you are market, you're trying to figure out who to serve and how. And there's a lot of moving pieces. And sometimes in that moving pieces, it can feel really overwhelming. I'd love for you to share a little bit in your journey some of the challenges because you did say this this isn't my first attempt. I had some struggles, but it really became foundational for where I am now. But take us to the moment of, you know, this isn't working so well. What was the realization when you realized I might need to pivot? Something isn't working. It, yeah, um, really it was a case of I was... I actually moved to America 
and it was my first like proper dream to really build up like the freelance element of soccer coaching that combined my love I say soccer football in the UK but <laughs> um, depending on who's listening to this um global audience we need over in that sentence <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um it was re- really that was my first thing I worked really hard at that ultimately developed as a passion was coaching through sport and ultimately through that soccer and football so to combine that with the element to actually essentially build your own kind of clientele out of that was amazing to start with and I say to start with um, because I feel like the momentum of that kind of that adrenaline rush it takes you quite far but it only takes you so far and it what kind of happened to me is I found myself very much alone to start with and throughout that entire journey to be fair um and that and being alone can cause your mind to start doubting your own credibility your own belief in your skill set um and from there it can almost emphasize other problems in terms of overthinking and overwhelming that was the state ultimately that I did find myself in really in terms of I guess put it how I put myself there one of the main challenges I had was actually finding like for like people mm-hmm. who, could, who could support you um, going through that journey to go from A to B because what happened was I was going out and trying to generate interest in trying to speak to different people, getting them interested in the programs I was offering. Um, and it was okay to start with, but and I was putting a load of hours into it, but then at the same time I wasn't having enough income to survive effectively. Mm-hmm. But then I wasn't also having, I guess, the social element of that well-being and that started to create an almost like high sense of panic whenever something then didn't go well talk about I talk it like you have almost like three or four pillars in your life whatever that be family strength your I guess your own belief in yourself your social um surroundings and the social relationships that you have and the career that you ultimately drive towards. And because at the time I moved away from my family, I wasn't able to have many friends for different situations because I was putting too much into the career. Um, Ultimately, just one setback was enough to blow the entire mental foundations down and yeah it's relatable you know and I think one of the things we often we don't talk about uh enough I think in the world of entrepreneurship and I think all of our listeners will appreciate this is, is is the fact that yes it is a solo journey but it can be for many a lonely journey and when you do not have an inner circle or a pure network 
a lot of people are not necessarily cheering for you. In fact, they might be saying, you know, go back to the shoreline. It's safer over there. And what are you doing? Do you have this crazy idea? And it, it can be amplifying all the self-doubt that's in your mind. And there is, I, I think the word you used, which was very profound, and thank you for sharing it, is, you know, this creates a sense of panic. It's, can I do this? Have I gone completely mad? And if something doesn't go my way, we start to hesitate to take the steps. And if we don't take the steps, we don't get better. But desperation never brings new clients. And doubt about our capabilities makes us retreat to the safety of the known tasks, what aren't necessarily the needle movers in your business. And recognizing that, okay, I'm now in a moment of panic. Income is not even covering the basics. And this is not a sustainable runway. There comes a moment when you probably, whether it's self-reflection or, or someone with coaching you through it, when said, can't stay here in this moment. Yeah. I've got to do something. What was that something that started to make a shift to a different direction and bring you out of that moment of darkness? Yeah, it, it was, to be honest, it was really at the lowest moment. And I guess like the culmination of that overwhelming panic left unaddressed for a long time. And that ultimately led me to having almost like physical symptoms of that anxiety in the face of like tremors in the face and things like that, which was something that was completely, if anyone's kind of experienced that, I think you may know that if you're having that tremor, it can also throw you down that route. And ultimately you're right. You do need to decide if this is the moment that I'm now going to decide to take path A to change it or path B to stay and not not change it, accept it. Um, what I ultimately did is I completely dropped um, what I was doing and returned to the UK. Um, so I decided in that moment, actually, what was better for me in my learning at that time was a complete change of environment completely changed the career I was looking towards also the place I was in because yeah, I associated it with a lot of bad memories at the mm -hmm. time um, and I think that's quite a powerful thing in terms of actually changing the lens in which you're viewing the problem either through a geographical distance away or from a time perspective looking back towards it like I am now mm -hmm. um, in terms of like the solution I think definitely for me in that moment moving away from it and just not being afraid to say okay let's strip this back and understand what it is that actually you were passionate about um because i was also passionate about like the football and the soccer coaching but i was also very conscious that that needs to ultimately provide for myself and other people in my life. Um, so what I went away to think about was, okay, this attempt didn't work, but actually how can I take all of this to actually build a system and a business that can sustain both of those things in terms of building that life that I want to do. And that's ultimately the solution I took is a, a month on my own after I came back. Well, it's profound though, because, you know, we often, we can spin from one thing to the next. It's, it's easy. We have a culture that drives us to do it. 
and it is not healthy and we know it because we have so many challenges around mental health and this idea of uh, what is strength and what is weakness and all of that crap that goes along and with the judgment around it. But I love the fact that you said I, I took a step back. What did I love? What did I learn? And where can I create something that is sustainable in terms of business? And this is a really important one. And it's certainly the piece I coach in, in my own business practice is, you know, are you buying a job? Do you have an expensive hobby or, or do you want to create a business that has the lifestyle you want? Creating a business isn't complicated. It is not effortless, despite the highlight reels that we see, despite the, you know, overnight successes that took 10 years to get there. There is a lot of regrouping. There is a lot of first attempt and learning. There's also the, well, that isn't quite where I thought I'd end up. How fascinating. How do I do with this? So you came back to the table saying, I still am holding true to my vision. I still want to do something for myself, but you knew, you know, you had to change your niche. You maybe had to change who you were targeting. Um, who did you talk to to get guidance along this way? Because you said, you know, you didn't have a network necessarily when you first came to the U.S., but you've gone back to some some level of familiarity. Did you have guides along the way? And if so, who did you seek out? Um, I... To be honest, after that period, I was very, very low in my confidence. So I vividly remember typing into Google, confidence coach males. And no shame here. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> Google is the book of business for far many of our listeners, I am sure. <laughs> yeah. And I saw the first guy that came up on there and... um. I'm sure he won't mind me saying this. His name was Scott, who was great. Um, we had just one of these kind of breakthrough sessions, like introduction sessions, where you just vibed with the person. And I thought, yes, actually, it's worth investing in this because actually I was in a moment in my life where I knew to take the next step, I guess, I can need to develop those self regulating tools that can help with the, the confidence which can then build a better foundation for dealing with overwhelm and things like that and ultimately that's what I end up taking into the sessions I do now as a combination of that learning I got through that support network and after after that it is mainly I incorporated friends of friends on LinkedIn, for instance, and mm-hmm. um, I started with Scott in that instance. Then I branched out to other people that were interested in the same thing, um, and then we have—I wouldn't say as regular anymore, but at the time we were having like almost weekly accountability sessions where we'd all turn up and do what we needed to do whilst also pushing each other on. And I think that—I think the power of actually having that is so kind of powerful and I would kind of recommend it as a solution for anyone that is very unsure about how to progress forward actually hearing it from a different perspective is very key you are so right and I think you know I when we hear this journey in our head we, we sometimes don't give ourselves the grace that says I need to learn to become that person and that might mean skilling up 
it might mean certainly a very big leap of mindset because there's a very different mentality between employees and get, you know, if I did a bit of work, I want to get rewarded pretty, pretty immediately. Uh, yeah. You know, within the next 30 days is sort of a thing. This just works in 90 day cycles. It just generally does. So it's important to have accountability. And I think that's true too. And accountability with people who are striving. This is my always little asterisk on the accountability piece. I said, you know, if you're working around a group that isn't moving at the pace you want to move at, you're probably not in the right room. It is yeah. important that you have a sounding board. It is important that you go, I must learn to become this. And it will help accelerate path. It will take some of the stress out of trying to figure out what the heck do I do and relying on the Google Google, Google business. And yeah. at the same time, probably bring a lot more joy into the journey because it's a shared one. You're all still building your own independent dreams. Nobody does that piece for you. But there is a moment of acceleration and buzz and fun that is so important to keeping moving because things are not rainbows and unicorns on every day of the week. And when you do have setbacks or challenges or times where you're going, I need to regroup, it's not quite in flow, having that's really, really important. I'm curious, as you look at your business today, what has been the big shift that gets you excited about what's coming next? I think the the main thing for me is I started this because I knew I wanted to make that impact. Um, I was at I remember I remember a session with um, Scott where we were really digging into the why of why I wanted to do this, and ultimately it was that it was important to me to leave a legacy of some kind and a positive legacy at that. And what I decided that I wanted to do in the business was to create that positive ripple effect. Mm -hmm. So for the person that I work with, have that positive impact with them. So then they have a positive impact with their spouse, their family, their, their community. And then that then has a community effect. Um, and in terms of how I guess I wanted to develop that for people i'd probably say we really get down to the crux of working with a specific person because everyone has their different internal and external motivators mm -hmm. and i think it's important to understand and personalize that because it can it is different um and really from there that's where we mesh together like their values and their life vision for that career because you're right in the sense that when you are in a room with people that you don't necessarily want to be in with because either they're not excited for your journey or they're not pushing you forward, that can quite easily throw a lot of people off the journey to start with. And I've definitely experienced that myself. So they do say it's like you're the sum of the five most people that you mm -hmm. hang around with. Um I agree with that like, to an extent, and I love the analogy that you used to just go into a different room because you can see the same five people in one room, for instance, with one hat on that you're relaxing away from business, but then when it's business time, okay, diff different room, mm -hmm. different hats. And yeah, um, 
I hope I'm getting somewhere in terms of yeah. I love it, you know. And I'm curious because you, you've chosen to target, you know, you're working with millennials, and and you talk about your why being impact. And I know there's a lot of chatter in in the media world about you know this generation really does connect to purpose, and purpose is is non-negotiable. And and you know being part of a contributor and really getting clear on the values is, is such an I think an interesting uh, shift that we've seen in this this demographic if you will but i'm curious you know in your role of um purpose but at the same time helping them climb the ladder or make more income um where where do they where do they come from the people that you're trying to serve now how are you connecting to them where are you connecting to them what is it that really has the light bulb go on in the services that you're offering um, mainly it's a case of people do come to me kind of in a similar state that I was when I went to the other person in that they've just had enough in the sense that they've been, if I give you an example of a client I've had recently, um, they were in their career for two years. Um, they were doing really well in in my eyes and in their eyes but then they wanted to just take that next step but actually progression was blocked at that particular place and the interesting thing that I found with especially the target market of millennials is there had been a tendency in previous generations I guess to accept that okay I'm not going to move up I'm just going to keep my head down and work hard um I find with millennials and why I actually love to work with them is they're quite creative problem solvers is that they are quite happy to work on themselves a lot. And that's really where I start to find people. Um, In terms of where I actually start to begin those conversations, it is mainly through LinkedIn and because of the career focused element of where I'm focused. So Normally, it's the LinkedIn groups that I'm making comments in and just posting general content around um, the the mindset kind of scenario around fear is what I'm currently focusing on at the minute. That's getting a lot of traction and conversation flowing. Um, And from there, it's a case of we start to get into almost individual conversations on direct messaging and start to learn a bit more about them and offer that call. And from that call, we start to see if whether it's now their moment if they want to take on this investment. Well, and I think uh, you're you're a very relatable story and that's such an important thing because, you know, the world is craving authenticity. But we say, you know, the fact I didn't have this smooth sailing journey, the fact that I did have some setbacks, time to regroup, is a relatable thing of going, oh, thank goodness, I'm not held to a standard that it is impossible to achieve. So I'm curious as you, you, know, you kind of future cast your business, you know, whether it's a year from now, whether you want to even go out a couple of years. Yeah. You're right, driven to create legacy. You know now you have this really strong connection to your why. What's the gap you personally need to bridge to get that legacy momentum going or to really see it come to life? Where's the hesitation and what's the good big bridge that you personally are looking to cross as you develop yourself as you make more impact out there in the world yeah I, I think for me is I a previous kind of idea I had is, was I wanted to take this into organizations 
because I'm very aware that to make the best impacts, definitely the higher level you are, the more kind of ripple it has. Um, where I do, where I am right now, is I'm working on that individual level. But when I was researching this space, it's a really like simple fact on the face of it, but it, I I remember it to the day just how it struck me in the sense that millennials are going to cover up to seventy percent of the workforce workforce in the next five to ten years, and that's a a staggering statistic that really I think there is a space for that mainly because of the struggle that I was talking about at the start that you in your career especially unless you have that really strong support network you mostly are going through it alone and that's where I realized the space was when I started talking to different people within this niche that actually they wanted someone to help them understand what their values are how they can really maximize their current situation because one thing that if it was almost a bit of a um like catch 22 situation where the millennials i was speaking to were really happy to work with me but they also wanted to change jobs immediately which i find very interesting that kind of relationship between that wanting to change and the resilience you actually need to build up to have a successful career Mm -hmm. and that is definitely some a lesson that when i'm speaking to different millennials they are very keen to learn resilience but yeah actually going through it resilience and reminding them of the stories of actually how they've gone through that resilience that's the that's where the magic has kind of happened so far actually that's where i've had the biggest breakthroughs of where actually they don't realize they've done it in their previous experience they're just doubting what they see in front of them because they've hit the wall and it's definitely more of a facing that fear unpeeling it and actually reframing it is where the magic kind of happens for that individual and where i want to take this in the future is having that happen on a team basis because an individual working like that for me can be very powerful but if you put that in the wider context of the social team working towards a common goal that can be very powerful for organizations going forward and ultimately that's in next two three years that's where i hope to get to i'm excited I'm excited by this journey because yes it, it is a really shocking statistics we are going through a very big demographic shift uh it's certainly in my own opinion you know people keep thinking i'm so surprised it's happening i'm like why the boomers were always going to leave they just now have and we have a demographic yeah. shift happening but it is important that we teach resilience it is not glorious to pick yourself up off the floor to have setbacks but it is in from a community point of view, from the impact point of view, and to show up as a good human. Really enjoy Jordan having you here, guys. That's a wrap on our episode with the Evolve Printer After Hours community. But before you go, a couple of things. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star review. And if you are an entrepreneur and you want to get your message out, sit down and have a conversation about your journey. We would love to have you on our show. Make sure you subscribe to future episodes. 
on the Evolvepreneur After Hours podcast. Until next time, if you're an entrepreneur, make a start. Today is the perfect day to chase your dreams and make an impact. We will see you on our next episode.